Blog Talk Radio. Listening to the LC and Jack Radio Show live from New York. And now, here are your hosts, LC and Jack. Welcome to the LC and Jack Radio Show with your boys, LC and the Breadman holding it down. Give us a shout here in the studio, 347-843-4738. Up close and personal, Urban Talk Radio. Well, we thank you for uh, joining us for another edition of the show. It is a super week for a super guest and for a Super Bowl which is Sunday, prime time. It's your, it's your chance to give us a call, let us know. Who do you think is going to win a big game? Of course, we always try to pull out the heavy hitters, big-time guests to give us input on whatever we come up with that we want to talk about. And this week, it's nothing more important as far as uh, the Super Bowl goes. That's that's what it is. Super Bowl time, baby. We know, of course, the bread man is, is going for the Rams. So uh, we'll, we, we will tee up our guest here in a minute who will give us an, a, an assessment of his thoughts and his prediction. So, Brad, do you think the, the Rams are going to Jump in and kick some butt this week, or are they going to fall by the wayside? No doubt about it. As the sun <laughs> rises, as the sun rises, so shall the L.A. Rams, baby. Yep. Yeah, I'm okay. hyped. You know, like they All did right. to Dallas, 100 yards apiece for each running back. And, 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 and the wide receivers, you know, they're going to get like 80 apiece. You know what I'm saying? And we're just going to. Have a good game, and uh, I don't want no no um, no close calls. You know what I'm saying? Down to the wire. I want to be said and done. You know what I'm saying? I want people leaving the exits, getting to that hectic Atlantic traffic. You know what I'm saying? Getting to the after parties. Because <laughs> I don't want nobody sitting on the edge of the seat and getting me damn cardiac arrest. You know what I'm saying? Some hail mary or or, or last minute field goal. You know what I'm saying? None of that. You're just gonna run through it. You know All right. Well, we will, <laughs> we will find out. And but true to form, we bring out the guest. Uh, I, I should say he's not a guest. He's 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 a friend of the show. He's uh, had the rare opportunity. I mean, I don't know what the numbers are, but it's astronomical that you'll be able to play. Period in a professional league, more or less, play in the Super Bowl or 
You know, if you play baseball, if you play in the World Series, I mean, those odds are astronomical. But, you know, God uh, gave him the talents and gave him that opportunity to play in Super Super Bowl 31 with the Green Bay Packers. And we're, uh, we're happy to have back on the show my man. Offensive tackle of the Green Bay uh, of the uh, Green Bay Packers in Super Bowl Thirty One, my man Gary Brown. Welcome to the show, there, Gary. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you for having me back. And I'm glad you said I'm not a guest. I am a friend of the show. Uh, yes, sir. Absolutely, me, man. I can't wait to get into it. Absolutely, you figured that uh, we dial you up. Uh, it's, it's, it's been a busy week, a lot of different guests, but uh, we always have to have our our uh, professional man who's done it himself to kind of lay the law down on his thoughts. I think you won last year. I think uh, you uh, picked the uh, Philly, Philadelphia Eagles, I think, if I remember right. Yeah, I and, I, I, and I know I was going for the Eagles, even it was a three-way sweep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We not, I don't think any of us was going for New England. Uh, of course, my man Brett's going for the Rams. I'm going to go for the Rams. I, I can't stand New England. But before we get into that, I know uh, they, they're going to be playing in, in a nice dome. What I know we talked a little bit out in the past about playing in those weather conditions. But playing in a dome, Gary, what, what's it like playing in – in a, in a dome atmosphere Well there's two different scenarios When you're the home team It's good One of my worst games I ever played Or who got at me the most was Minnesota Vikings And we played inside that dome And they turned those, that volume up on onto full tilt You can't even hear yourself think when you're like that You know so it traps the sound in, But in a Super Bowl It's going to be cheering but there's not going to be a dominant team There's nobody going to have a home field advantage unless Atlanta happened to be in the Super Bowl. But um, it, it's, it's just a different arena. It's controlled, a controlled uh, environment, temperature, and everything. Once you get used to it, it, you know, you don't have to worry about the elements. You don't have to worry about the wind. You don't have to worry about the rain or the snow or the cold. Or, so everybody's on, you know, even grounds. But uh, I love playing out in, in Mother Nature. I like, you know, whether it's friend or foe, I love playing in it. It's just, it means so much more to me personally. Well, you didn't have a choice, man, playing for the Packers, man. I mean, the elements <laughs> up there right now, I think it's be, like below 60 degrees up there right now. So lucky they're not playing the Super Bowl outdoors. I mean, it is brutal out there. I don't think you could go sleeveless in that type of conditions. What was the coldest you ever that you ever played sleeveless? Because I know you're a sleeveless guy. What was the coldest element you ever played? Always. I never practiced sleeveless, but always played games sleeveless. Those guys, don't worry about those guys. The guys that are playing, those are the good guys. They're good. Their adrenaline's running. They're pumping. You know, it's like running outside to start your car. You know, it's like having a workout, and they're running outside, starting your car, and running back in. It's not going to bother you. You the, wor- the, the worst person I feel for on the field was my first year, I just did special teams. So I was only, okay. you know, uh, uh, extra point and field goal and kickoff return. So I would kind of play for the other team to score so I could get out there and run a play yeah. at home. <laughs> I'm, I'm dressed. You know, I'm dressed to play the game. So I'm sleeveless. I got, 
you know, just my uniform on. But when you know you're not playing at all, you can kind of put on some extra layers and throw some heat warmers here and there. But when you're playing in the game, even if it's just special teams, you got to be in goal mode at all times. So that was my worst experience because I didn't have that adrenaline pumping through me all game. You know, if the other team didn't right. score and then I didn't have a kickoff return or a field goal, I wouldn't even get on the field, but I'm dressed like I'm playing. So the guys who play all game, they're not cold. They're hot. They're, 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 those guys you don't have to worry about. It's the guys that aren't playing that, you know, the second string, the third string guy. Those are the guys that, that feel it the worst because you're dressed to play and you're not playing. So you don't get that adrenaline boost, you know. After warming up before the game, you kind of sit there and freeze until halftime. So, and then the fans, you know, the fans got to stick it out. But, you know, you stay active, you stay after it, you stay cheering, win, lose, or draw, you stay after it, and you stay warm. That's it. It's just an element, man. If you can take it, I can take it. Now, let's take a step back. A couple weeks ago, or last week, if we had you on the show, were you going to tell me that the Rams and New England were going to be in the Super Bowl? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. (laughs) I I would have guessed wrong. Um, And, and, you know, the Rams game, I say, could have went either way. And... The Belichick, I, I don't call him New England Patriots. I call him Belichick because he's the best coach that I've ever seen do it. And he brings his teams in prepared no matter who he's playing and, and what's going on, no matter how good the other team looks on paper. When you're playing Belichick, he breaks it down to an even, uh, even playing field. Um, so I did not see them going there. And, and I don't like the way they got there. But, you know, it is what it is. Right. It definitely is. You're right. I I I, I thought that um, you know I, Kansas City had their chances. I mean, for a guy, and I know the adrenaline was pumping, but for him to be offsides, I mean, that far. I mean, I mean, the, the refs usually give, and you'll see a lot of times these guys are offside, but not not as much as he was. And then for Brady to throw that pick right when he was offside in the yeah. neutral zone. That was a kill, man. A, He's going to forever be. Man. But like you said, you know, they had the opportunities to seal that game off before that. So a lot of times in football and, and any team sport, and there's a player that makes a, a bad play or, or, or costs them the, well, what we say costs them the game, we rewind the film and we go back to the first quarter, the beginning of the game, and we go through play by play. And if you look at every player on every play, there's somewhere somebody could have did something a little better or a little cleaner or a little just to put them over the edge where that play wouldn't have mattered. So you can't blame that player. Um, And it could be one of those things where he was testing the limit all game and the refs never called it. And then until that moment, you know, a lot of guys do that. A lot of guys, they will, you know, push the limit, push the limit, push the limit. And as soon as they're comfortable with that limit, then the ref calls it, you know? So you, But you never know. It's one of those things you have to look at on film. He was offside, uh, unfortunately, because that was the end of the game, and we'll be having a whole different conversation right now. But, uh, you know, congratulations to them, man. I tell you what, I don't know how they do it, but they fight. They fight until the bitter end. Even uh, the Atlanta game when they were down so much and came back and won, uh, who saw that? You know, and they just—they're—they're well-prepared machine. So to beat them, you're gonna have to bring your A game. 
I do want the Rams to win, but I, I you know, for the Rams to win, they're gonna have to run, throw, catch, tackle, kick. They're gonna have to do it all because anything that you're weak at, the Patriots will expose it. Yeah, he said it. And then Atlanta, Atlanta hasn't recovered. You mentioned a good team. They haven't recovered since that loss, to be honest. I mean, I'm a coach. I know, Gary, you, you coach. The, that, the coach lost that game for the team. I mean, there's no way I, you're up 28-3, to and you you run the ball four times in the second half. Four times. You think if that was Belichick, that he would run the ball four times and use that 28-3? to No I, way. I've been in a situation like that before. And I watched it unfold, and it's the most heartening thing. I was at Georgia Tech, and we were playing against Florida State, and they had Charlie Ward and all of these animals over there. It was like some of the mm-hmm. best uh, teams. And uh, they were supposed to blow us out by, like, 50 points coming into our game. And uh, our team was literally scared. A lot of guys on the team were literally kind of like, oh, my God, Florida State, oh, my God, Florida. I'm like, yo, they bleed just like we do. You know, they have a game plan. Everybody has a game plan until they get hit in the mouth, you know? So let's go out and hit them in the mouth. First quarter, second quarter, we hit them so hard. And we went into halftime up by, like, 20, 30 points or something like that. But we went into halftime, and the guys were having a party. They were cheering, yeah, come on, come on. We got him, we got him. And I'm like, hold on, guys, that's just half. What are we working on for the second half? Like, we're cheering about what was already done. And what that does right. to you mentally, physically, and emotionally, it takes that little bit of edge off. I'd rather play right. scared. I'd rather play afraid. I'd rather play like that because that means I'm on my P's and Q's. Now, when I start playing, you know, with too much confidence or, or, or egotistical, now mistakes happen. Now errors happen. Now, now you get hit in the mouth, and before you know it, the game's over. And you're like, wait a minute, what just happened? And, and a lot of times, things like that happen. Like, it goes by so fast. Like, a boxer, you can get punched in the mouth, and you could go another 12, uh, you know, 10 rounds. But the, once you got punched in the mouth, that time went so fast. You're like, all you want to do is say, time out, hold on, let me get my bearings, and let's start this all over. But that's not how the game works. <laughs> so, you got to, sometimes, you got to know how to reset that button. And, and you know, unfortunately, I think that happened with the with the, uh, the Falcons. I think they went into halftime, and they were like, "Yeah, we're finally gonna win one." And damn, Belichick came out with, "All right, we were doing this. We're gonna do that, and we're gonna make them do this. And then when they're just to do that, we're gonna do this to them." Belichick is a mastermind. At one, he takes away your strength, but the mastermind behind it is he takes away your strength. And anticipate what you're going to go to So you got to be two or three moves Ahead of him like chess You know So if your thing is the running game He's going to take that away And be like alright as soon as you start putting the clamps in the running game They're going to start dumping the screens off Let's be prepared for that You know but you got to start faking the screen And throwing deep you know Like you got to think that far ahead of him Because he's that prepared And he, he runs a well oiled machine over there I, I hate I hated the Patriots so much. I think I'm a fan of this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is. He's a, he's a mastermind. It, it's incredible what this guy's done, and uh, you know you just just hate it. But this guy with a team, and it's and it doesn't help that the that the teams in their division, 
they basically will win all those games very easily. So when they play, so they guarantee right out the box six wins because all the other teams in their division are terrible. So they get six wins before they even play a snap. You know, New England six wins. It's crazy. And then yeah. you know they they win. They get a couple cupcake games out of the division. Or they get a couple tough games, so they may lose a couple of those. But they always find a way, man, to get that first round by, and, uh, and, that, and that's uh, that's that's the key. Because when they don't, they lose. But it hasn't been that many times that they've lost. I mean, in the Super Bowl though, they've been lucky. I mean, there's no way they should again won Atlanta and definitely Seattle. They shouldn't. They shouldn't have. They should no way have gotten gotten that win, but. You know, you, you, you get, you, you know, I guess, uh, you know, just success, hard work, you get some some lucky breaks along the way. Well, they so say it's, you uh, hard and you try and put yourself in the best position to be lucky, you know? But, right. You know, you can't just wait on luck. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, it takes a lot of work to be in position to get lucky. So they work hard and they put themselves in a, in a position to be successful. And the ball bounces their way sometimes, and that's just that goes to hard work, preparation, and dedication. No doubt about it. What now? If you're the Rams, what do they need to do to to you know get the Super Bowl? Aggravate Brady, and they have the defensive front to do it. They have the linebackers to do it. They gotta, they gotta, they gotta touch them. And I, I don't mean they gotta hit them hard. I don't mean they gotta sack them, but they gotta frustrate them. They gotta get after them. And they, and once you start, you gotta keep getting after them because if he gets frustrated and then you let him get hot, now he's revengeful. You know, now he plays for blood. So you gotta get after him, and and as soon as you hit, you gotta do a flurry. <laughs> you know, you know no one knockout. It's not a knockout punch. You gotta throw a flurry, a a, a, a flurry after flurry. And if you get after him, man, that, that shuts down their offense a little bit. And defense, and, and and as far as them offensively, I think they should just go with a planned attack. Um, they're going to give you things, and when you see it, everything that glitters is in gold. So sometimes you got to do what you're not supposed to do. That's unorthodox, just to throw them off. But uh, move the ball, put drives together. You don't need you mm-hmm. know one run for 80 yards and a touchdown. You need to put drives together. Highlight the defense, keep Brady off the field. So offensively, if you could put drives together, eight, nine, ten-minute drives together, and come out with three or seven points, and then on defense, limit them and play the field position game, keep them deep in their own position, you got a very high chance of winning. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to former NFL Gary Brown. Of the Super Bowl winning Green Bay Packers Of Super Bowl 31 So feel free to give us a shout 347-843-4738 Now Gary They It's amazing And and you know They're rival division rivals of, of the Cowboys The Giants But the Giants I don't understand Why people The Giants laid down the formula to beat New England Nobody's doing it The formula is you, And you mentioned it You have to get out Brady 
I, I think a lot of the when they played San Diego, excuse me, not San Diego. <laughs> now it's the L.A. Chargers teams uh-huh. move around. They couldn't even get to Brady because he was dumping the ball off so quick. What do they do? Because you know Brady's going to have the quick dump off to the running backs or whoever. What do you, what, yeah. How do you do to counteract that? Well, it, there's two ways. One, it, 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 the, the best way is to, is to handle it with your linebackers. But to be able to handle that, that drop with your linebackers or the outpass with your linebackers, your defensive lineman got to get there. If they can't get there, now you're giving Brady all day long to throw the ball. Now you're going to get beat deep. So if, the, if uh, Donald and, and, and Sue can can cause some havoc up in there and they got some heat coming off the end, now that leaves your linebackers, you know, a better chance to be in the throwing lanes or, or to stop those screens or to stop those quick passes. Um, now that opens up your DBs for coming up and possibly getting a pick to, to take it to the house the other way. But if you need your linebackers to get pressure on Brady, now that opens up the short passes, which brings your DBs up, which that ultimately lets you gives up the big pass, the, the 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 touchdown for seventy yards. You know what I mean? So right, you got to be able to get to him and with an honest front. You know, five on five, and if you could get to him or just like I said, you don't have to get clean hits. You know, you just got to shake him up. You got to get him moving his feet, get him moving out of the pocket. If you could get him to doing that early in the game, smack him around a little bit, that frustrates him. Now you're on to something. Now you're on to him making, I don't want to say mistakes, but taking the checkdowns, which allows you in return to get third down and eights, third down and sixes, and eventually punting the ball, which is going to give you more time of possession. Time of possession is very, very, very important. Belichick drives on that. There's not a game, win, lose, or draw, 90% of the time they have more time of possession than the other team because and, 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 they put drives together. You got to kill their drives. Because you can't wait for them to make mistakes. A lot of teams shoot themselves in the foot by penalties. The uh, Patriots are not a penalty. They're, not, they're, they're penalty free. They don't shoot themselves in the foot. They wait for you to make an error, and they capitalize on it. So you play small football. You wrap up. You don't miss tackles. You play your lanes. You play your position. And you wish for the best. It's going to be interesting. I, I, I think that they're going to need to... I don't know what New England's going to do, but the Rams need to come out quick. Put the, you know, get out. If they get the ball first, to me, they need to get on the board first. Don't, it could be a field goal. Touchdown is is ideal. But I think they need to be like, all right, we're, we're going to be successful here. We're going to get out quick. I mean, New, you know, that defense, you know, like you said, you just need to slow them down. But it was amazing, New England against the Chiefs, and that did defense wasn't great. Every big third down, these guys made it. New England. It was crazy. Every big third down. <laughs> Bang. Yeah. They, they just but moved the Chiefs the also don't have the defense that they don't have the defense that uh, that, the, that the Rams have. That's so they don't true. have the bodies. They don't have the bodies like, like they have. But um, they weren't going for that. The Chiefs were going for, we're going to outscore you. We're going to outplay you um, offensively. We're going to win the time of possession. So, basically, we're just going to have the ball more. We're going to have more opportunities to score than you do. 
And, and it almost worked. It should have worked. It, it worked. Um, you know, that you, you can't take back the plays, but you can take back that one play. That game changes everything. It was close, too. They actually, wasn't for the first half, Belichick stymied him, you know, you know, stymied him in the first half, but in the second half, man, Kansas City made those adjustments and torched them for 31 yeah. points. That I mean, was, I'm a big fan of that defense. Man, crazy, crazy, uh, unbelievable. So, like a video what game. do you got there, Brad? What do you What do you think, man? You've been a little quiet on the sidelines. You, you think man, your boys you know, really bring home, huh? Gary's on my side already, so I ain't got nothing to say other than at the end I got a little something <laughs> for him at the end. You know what I'm saying? I'm riding him out. You know he he's an expert. I'm just a big ass fan, like lifer. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm getting educated and I'm checking I'm checking my boxes. I'm like I'm I'm putting the signals in. Whatever he's saying, I'm, yo, I'm gonna relay that to them. You <laughs> oh, see, Gary, Gary already won a Super Bowl and he knows what time it is. Ain't nobody on the Rams won a Super Bowl. Ain't nobody. I don't even think the Water Boy was on the team back then. You know, when we won in 2001. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like they say, McVeigh was like in in grade school, and I'm like, I don't want to hear all that. You know what I'm saying? The dude is phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? He's up and coming. He's aggressive, and and he's hype. You know what I'm saying? He got a lot of energy. And when they break down on plays, I'm like, wow. Because when they played Dallas, there was some plays the camera wasn't even on the running back who had the ball or the uh, those Jets. Uh, Sweets. I'm like, yo, where's the ball at? And next thing you know, I see somebody down here running. I'm like, yeah, we we had a we had a bad game. Cowboys. Uh, our defense usually plays a lot better than that, and we couldn't slow those boys down, man. And we still hung in there, but just uh, just couldn't couldn't hold them down, man. So give give the Rams credit. I ain't gonna lie, I was pulling for New Orleans. You know, my family. A lot of them from down there in New Orleans, so tough break. And it's hopefully NFL will get it right. I know we, we got a referee coming on on the show here in the next couple of weeks or so. Kinda of discuss that situation, but yeah, the NFL's gotta use the new technology. Technology that's been well it's not even new. Just the technology that's available to make sure you get these calls right. But hey, the Rams are there. We give them their props. They are going to have their work cut out for them. And we'll see what happens. It's going to be uh, very interesting. Now, Gary, for those that don't know, Gary has a great non for profit that he. Uh, you know, he's out in the community. He gives back. He does his thing. Why don't you talk a little bit, uh, Gary, about your non-for-profit and some of the events that you uh, that you do? Uh, yeah. Um, at Dream 68, uh, in 2018, we started mentoring some young uh, kids that need it, you know, whether they're going through something with their family, whether they have a single parent or, or you know, they're, they're living in a shelter, whatever it may be. Um, I try and give a little guidance and let them know, it, it, you know, things are rough right now, but 
you know, with the right frame of mind and the right attitude, we could make better of all of it. And as ghosts are making their story, um, when they tell their story later, it just makes for a better ending, you know? So uh, right. I do a lot of mentally now. I, um, I, I plant the seed for kids who are fortunate that are living in, you know, these, these good homes and, and that are coming from, that they appreciate that and that they uh, plant that seed of giving back at an early age. So I got all kind of kids uh, helping me feed the homeless shelters for Thanksgiving. We take on about three to 500 kids for Christmas. So we come up with thousands of gifts and uh, we started empowering the parents, letting them go shopping for their kids. Um, I'm starting to try and get a, 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 a job core kind of thing going for parents that are in shelters, that's trying to find companies that are open up their doors to welcome them in to, uh, to work there. Um, so there's a lot going on, man. We, we, we do so much. Um, I got a, uh, another show to do tonight. But uh, I'm just enjoying my life, Larry, man. You know, it's a good thing to go to bed and to wake up smiling every day. And, and I do that because I found something that gives me peace. And what gives me peace is helping right. other people. So uh, I'm in a nonprofit world. I, I'm a, a self-acclaimed uh, philanthropist. But it puts me in a circle of other people that want to give. And that's a happy place, man. I don't like to be around people that are negative. I don't like to be around people that are... So, you know, if I worked at a regular job or if I did something else, there's people that don't want to be there. The thing about giving back and helping out, it's all volunteers. So you choose to get up and come and help out. So you're coming in with a positive mentality, attitude, outlook on things already before you even walk through the door. And if two people sit down like that, there's nothing but positive stuff going to come out of that meeting. So that's why I surround myself with all kinds of positive people that I can learn from, that I can grow from, that I can help them out, they can help me out. And we're partnering up to, uh, you know, can't change the world, but we can change the world around us a little at a time. So that's what we try and do. That's great, man. I, I must say you do a great job. I've, I've been able to uh, come out and, and see you at work and, you know, help out a little bit myself. And it, it's great what you do and you know continue uh i'll continue to support you in whatever endeavors that you do it's uh we just we need more people to want to do what you do if we had you know more people given be amazing what you would get back so keep doing what you do my brother it's uh i don't have to tell you i mean it's see this the smile on the families that you feed and the kids that you provide gifts to is you know it's just a joy of a lifetime and it just makes you feel feels you know just makes you feel with joy and like you said there's no job that's going to satisfy you like that type of satisfaction so why don't you let for those that you know are tuning in if if they want to get behind the um, the foundation, how they can reach you, and and you know, uh, you know, your web information. Why don't you give yes. them that information before we forget? I um, there's a couple of ways. Uh, first, before I go on, I can't. I gotta mention uh, my veterans program that we uh, that I partnered up with, a company called Play for Your Freedom, and this thing has taken off in the last year and a half, two years. We're probably mm-hmm. in about 11 different VA hospitals now. And what we go there and do and get these veterans out of the hospital and, and, and play flag football, wiffle ball, 
uh, volleyball, boxing. We do it all with them. You know, then we break bread and we have a good time. Yo, it, it's an amazing thing. You got to come check that one out, too. Cause I know you have a lot to do with some of the organizations, uh, with the VFW yeah. and everything. So um, yep. we got to talk about that off air. But, uh, yes, anybody wants to get in touch with me um, directly, since I'm involved with so many different things, you could uh, email me at bigbrown68 at AOL.com. Again, that's bigbrown68 at AOL.com. Then you can also uh, go onto my Instagram. It's the GBB68 Foundation, which stands for the Gary Big Brown 68 Foundation. Um, that's my Instagram handle. You can always send me a direct message. You can kind of look and follow a little bit about what we do. Um, new website is always in the works. I got um, my mentoring and my dream succeed and the stuff that's going forward with my new calendar being done now. So uh, I look forward to hearing from somebody, man. Come out, support, help out. If you need me for anything, reach out. Uh, don't get worried. If I can't do it, I don't have a problem with saying no. But if I can, I have no problem with saying yes. So... Let's get. Uh, let's see who, who can help. Who can help out next? Absolutely. And what do you have going on right now, Gary? Outside of those items that you're doing, is there anything else going on in the Gary Brown world? Oh man, there's so much. Well, you know, I'm a little handicapped. I walk with a cane. Sometimes I walk with a walker. But I uh, recently just took on a project, and I moved back to Central Islip. And I did construct. I'm doing construction on a house, and I broke it down to the bones, and I'm putting it back together myself. And nice. I started this in October, and as of December first, me and my family moved in, and we well, are congratulations. Out. Yeah, man. So it's pretty cool. Um, I've been working a lot at home, and I've been with this this phone to my ear and a hammer in one hand, making it happen. So that's a beautiful thing, and, and it's a good thing of accomplishment. I'm feeling better. I'm losing weight. Things are going well. And uh, outside of my mentoring and uh, my motivational speaking, which is about to launch nationwide soon, um, I'm working on a project with that. Um, the veterans thing is going really well. I, I'm just all over the place, and gives me I have a reason to get up every morning and hit the streets, you know? As, yeah, you, you, you hit it right on the head. We talk about that all the time. It's it, it's a beautiful thing for you to wake up in the morning. I mean, we, a lot of us take it for granted that, you know, even, you know, these young kids take it for granted that, you know, you, you're going to automatically wake up. But the way things are, you just never know. And we're losing so many kids. So it's it's great that you're out trying to do what you do to inspire these kids because, you know, I know a, a friend of of mine recently um, lost his grand his grandson, and you know it was traumatic because it was unexpected. And you know I don't you know it, it's when a kid's 19 years old, you don't expect. I mean, when we were 19, I, last thing I was knew about was is just enjoying life and. You know, yeah, when you're young, you, you do some crazy things. Unfortunately, you know, we 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 all, you know, did crazy, but we never went over the top. And yeah. it's different now. The world's different. And I think we just, with single parents and, wow, it's, it's just a totally different time than when we came up. Um, so hopefully, you know, through vehicles like this show, your work, 
the bread man out there doing his thing. Uh, Jack as well. Man, we can we can touch as many children as that God will allow us to touch, and people in general. Yeah. It's uh, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a different world. It's a tough time for a lot of people. So it, it really is. We're really appreciative to have you on the show talking about you know letting the listeners know what you do because not everybody wants to give back which is their prerogative but guess what mm-hmm. I'm a believer that when you as a kid the community was there to help you now it's time for you to give back when you become an adult at some point can't just take 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 you gotta give mm-hmm. You know, you hit it. You hit it on the head because there's a lot of times growing up, you get these blessings of people that things that happen in your life, events that happen that you don't appreciate until later. So at the time, you may not be saying thank you for keeping me out of trouble, or thank you for trying to steer me the right way, or thank you for making me second guess something stupid I'm about to do. And it's not until later in life you're like, wow, that man might have saved my life, or that man help shape my life and if I could be there for one kid out of the hundreds that I encounter if one kid can say that about me later then it's make it, it makes it all worth it so I appreciate you, you uh, Larry and Cornbread for just giving me a platform to talk about what I do um, Larry you know me I don't I don't boast or brag about anything that I do it's not for the gram I'm not doing it for attention I'm not doing it for any other reason than to help people and to help myself because it's like therapy for me too so um, thank you for giving me the, uh, an opportunity to, to explain my stuff on, on this platform. You guys are great. Uh, I'm a big fan of you guys, and I'm always going to follow and support you. We appreciate it. Keep doing what you yes, do, sir. my brother. And uh, we'll, we'll be here to, you know, just just let me know. Or we'll, we'll circle up offline and, let you know, let keep me in the loop of what's going on, and we'll, 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 we'll put that out there for the masses. So, Continue, uh, God continue to bless you and your family, and uh, we'll we'll catch up soon. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Let's go Rams. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's go Rams, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think all three of us ever been on the same page with this. So we all gonna go. win or we all gonna lose. <laughs> hey, 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 listen, listen, big guy. I got, I got, I got something for you. Uh, it's a, it's an unannounced uh, trivia. That we got going on, so I got like three hundred dollars. I want to donate to your uh, your uh, four hundred one, uh, not your four hundred one k, but your five hundred one c three. Not your foundation. Uh, non-profit. Foundation. Your nonprofit. Awesome. I do a little trivia. I'm gonna give you one. LC's gonna do one, and then I'm gonna have a caller see if they can answer for you, so we can they get it right. We're gonna donate something to the kitty. All right. So I'm gonna give you the first one. I'm gonna give you the first one. All right. Yes, sir. I appreciate that, and we appreciate that. Once the kids find out, they're going to appreciate it, too. That gives me an opportunity to take them out and do something a little different. Okay. Here's All a trivia right. question for for $100. In Super Bowl 31 versus the Green Bay Packers in the New, Orleans, uh, uh, in a, in a New England Patriots, who was the MVP of that game? I want to say it was Desmond Howard. Bing, hundred dollars, go too. <laughs> Gary Brown, whoa, you are good. I almost messed oh, that one up. Man. I'm like, yo, it's now, not a I bad you over there. Yeah, I see. I have to give you the easy one. Now you're gonna go to LC. 
I'm glad because you know I got a, a couple of concussions, so don't make them too bad. <laughs> 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 yeah. So all oh, right, hundred dollars goes goes to Gary Brown. Now we're gonna get LC on the spot. All right. Uh oh. His trivia trivia question number two. You ready, LC? Go ahead. All right. In all the Super Bowls, through one through fifty-two. There was two Super Bowls that had the identical score of the winner and the loser. Name those Super Bowls from 1 through 52. Mm. Wow. Thank you for taking it that's easy on me. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one, man. I, I, I would have to guess on that. And, okay. And guess, wow, the identical score. What I'm going to do is Super I'm going to give you a little hint. I'm going to give you a long hand. Okay. So I, I got to make it a little easy for you. It was the Washington Redskins versus the Miami Dolphins in one game. And in the second game, it was the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers. What Super Bowls were those? Mm. The first one was the Washington Redskins versus the Miami Dolphins. And the second one was the Dallas Cowboys versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. They had the identical score of the winner and the losers. Wow. You know what? I don't even remember which Super Bowls. I know the the Pittsburgh. Oh man, I want to say what, what what number Super Bowl was that one? Dallas Cowboys and Pittsburgh. Um, man, I would say Super Bowl 20. 25 Probably nah, right. not, You know You know I set it up for you It was Super Bowl 30 Right before Gary's Super Bowl man ah. <laughs> It was Super Bowl 30 And Super Bowl 17 They had the exact Score You know what I'm saying So uh wow. Yeah but we still gonna put something in the kitty for Gary Brown If there's a call okay. on the line Let's see if we get a call on the line See if they can answer one of my, The last trivia quiz So we can get this $300 to a big yeah, Gary Brown. Right now, we don't have any. Yeah, nobody on the line at, at the present okay, time. Why'd you throw it out there? And want even myself or Gary to see if we can answer. Okay, all right. Now the last trivia quiz. Which two Super Bowls had the identical scores in the identical stadium? Name those two Super Bowls. They had the identical score, and and it was identical stadiums. Which two Super Bowls had that? How about if I name the stadium? Yeah, yeah, guys, bro, go ahead. I, I want to say it was in the it was in New Orleans. Man, yeah. you got three hundred dollars for you. There you go, man, right. Brown, man. That's why he's I a champion, you, man. Yeah, I couldn't tell you the score of the year. It don't I matter. You you named the Super Bowl. It was in. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? This ain't the prices, right? You ain't got to get it all totally right. You just got to be in the ballpark. <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, man, that was fun. That's what I like. Yeah, so we're going to make sure your uh, non-profit get the $300 for participating in the, in the, in the trivia on the LT and Jack Radio Show. I like stuff like that, man. That's awesome. Thank that you. Was Anytime good. you guys need me, I'm a phone call away. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Thanks again, uh, Gary, and uh, we'll talk to you real soon. 
All right, brother. Thank you guys. You guys have a good day, man. Great day. All right, then. Congratulations. Have fun on Sunday. Enjoy the game. Yes, sir. You too. Well, Brad, another great guest. Yes, it sir. Was, uh, we had fun. We had fun. It's always, <laughs> it's always, yep. It's always great. You know, having a little fun, a little trivia, and talking a little sports. You know, as as everyone knows, myself and Brad, a big sports fan. Jack, yeah, he's hit or miss. So uh, Jack says, "What's up?" Was out hanging out with him. Uh, so he's hanging in there. He's probably going to join us on a. A future show here shortly, so stay tuned. But it is, I tell you that, Brad, it's going to be very, very interesting. Super Sunday. Of course, everybody knows that's following the Super Bowl. Maroon 5, they decided not to make any comments. Uh, I think they just got nervous because of the Colin Kaepernick. A lot of artists yeah. boycotted. it. Sure, everyone knows that by now. So it's going to be very interesting to see how their performance is and and the questions afterwards. At some point, they're going to have to answer some questions. So we will see. I'm not a big Maroon Five type, but I'm sure a lot of people do like them. So more to come on that. What do you got there, Brad? Before we wrap up. Well, I got a couple of shout outs. I'm gonna give a happy early birthday shout out to my own girl out there in Vegas, Miss Lachey. Yeah, I'm gonna give a shout out to Miss Star out there in Kenner, Louisiana. And out in Jamaica, Queens, my man ODE. I'm gonna give you a big shout out. Down in the Carolinas, Miss Rhonda Bell. Miss Key out there in the freezing Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I'm gonna give you a big shout out. Out there in Round Rock, Texas, I want to give a big shout-out to Miss Monique Johnson. And once again, I want to give a big shout-out to my man, Dave Sims, who came in on the show and gave us some insight. That was a great show. I want to give him a big shout-out on the LC and Jack show. And a happy belated birthday to my man, LC. I want to give you a big birthday shout-out. And last but not least, my girl out there in Minnesota, freezing her tail off. I want to give you a big warm shout out, Miss Sean. Stay warm out there, girl. Stay inside until the to the to the ice breaks. You know what I'm saying? So those are my shout out today on the LC and Jack Radio Show. Yeah, we big up to all those people that are up in Minnesota, St. Paul, etc., and also Chicago. Really anywhere up north, the temperature is just brutal. I think they said it was minus 35 degrees. But that was before the wind chill. That was before the wind chill factor. So it is cold. Make sure that you bundle up, and that means a hat. And they showed that even with bundling up and with the hat, scarf, still only could stay in that weather in a very short period of time because the frostbite sets in very quickly. So please be safe. The weather is, hey, it's winter. So <laughs> we, we'll yeah, deal with it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we're getting hit here in New York. Actually, beginning tonight, tomorrow, I think it's going to, with the wind chill, it's going to be like minus 11. That's yeah. what they're saying. So, but we rebound pretty quickly. I know Chicago, I believe, and Minnesota 
the weather's going to stay frigid for another four days. So hang in there. Before you know it, if you're into baseball, this football's going to be over, obviously. It's pitchers and catchers coming here in the next couple weeks. So hopefully that'll warm. <laughs> a warm front will come blazing through the country. That baseball's around the corner. So make sure you hit us back up on social media. We're out there. Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Like you said, Brad, big up to uh, Mr. Dave Sims. Upcoming show. He will be on. Show is uh, actually will be up here shortly. He uh, really, really insightful, and he's doing it. So, with that said, we thanks again for your continued support. Make sure you tune us in each and every week on the LC and Jack Radio Show. Stay safe, stay sound. God bless. Peace. <laughs>